0: Welcome to Access Beauty, a very special podcast with Ulta Beauty brought to you by American Salon. Here,
1: Ulta's creative leaders and sometimes a special guest will discuss everything from salon life to trends and products to what's impacting the industry, giving you a behind the scenes
0: look at the beauty world. Hey everyone, I'm Amon Carver, Chief Artistic Director for Ulta Beauty, and today I am super excited to talk all about texture, which means the education dedicated to it and how the conversation has changed in just the past year. Uh, here with me today, um, who, in addition to being a part of my Ulta Beauty family, is Miss Pequila Riley. She's on our pro team, is a celebrity hairstylist, educator, salon owner, texture expert, all around just amazing human being. Hi, Pequila. How are you?
1: Hey there, Ammon. Oh, wow. You're such an amazing human being, and I'm so proud to be a part of our Ulta family. So happy yeah. to join you today.
0: Yeah, and what a fun, uh, what a fun topic um, for us to be able to connect on. Because I know that since you've come on board, um, I've made it no secret that uh, I've always enjoyed working with textured hair. But when I met you, I realized that I had a bigger, much broader journey about learning how um, how I can really enhance, improve, and become much better. And so I've been on my own personal texture journey if you'll if you want to call it that I like to say journey because yeah, that's it's uh, just constantly growing and so I was like what a perfect topic for you and I to talk about because you influence me all the time you kind of like it inspired me to to go along this uh texture journey so I thought one of the first things we could talk about on this on the program today was just defining texture and some of its misconceptions like what do people think about texture
1: Well, uh, first of all, I commend you on your texture journey. And, you know, if you are not uh, incorporating texture uh, regularly, it can be a journey in learning those uh, texture types and how to use it to create and keep your guests happy. So journey is certainly very fitting, but I would like to call myself a texture advocate. And so this is such a fitting topic. And I think that's a great question. Um, You know, there are many misconceptions about texture. um, And texture just basically, you know, really the texture, defining texture in itself really is attributed to the properties of a hair strand. Um, And so we have to really not think about texture as a race, but something that is universal and really a characteristic of 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 a hair strand. And that hair strand can be on any person, anybody, any ethnicity. So that's the first place we want to begin is understanding that texture does not identify a race, but it only identifies a property of a hair strand. Almost like our DNA, we'll call it a CNA, the curl natural attributes or texture attributes to a strand. And then, what some of the misconceptions?
0: Let me, before you go to the misconceptions really quickly, because one Mm -hmm. of the things that I really have enjoyed, like I remember you and David having a conversation and I kind of, you know, worked my way in just because I'm nosy like that. (laughs) And I was,
1: uh, (laughs) I, I,
0: I heard, I heard you guys saying things like, well, there's, there's no such thing as a straight line, like in nature, right? So if you look at anything that, that is actually, you know naturally grown or comes from nature it always has like an element of texture meaning kind of a soft curve there's nothing that's really a really that, that's just a, a literal straight line and our mm-hmm. hair is no different right so even those straighter hair types um no matter what they all have some kind of uh movement some kind of texture some kind of something that's just a. Uh, um so to be able to discuss texture from all of its ranges and not just categorize it as sort of like this curly segment um that we're talking about is is a good first way to kick it off so I'm glad you talked about that and I loved that analogy so I just had to share
1: yeah and I think that's so fitting because one of the things and I really love that because what allows me to do and it will allows every stylist a person to do is to empower themselves in that you know what, I may already be servicing texture. I am probably already servicing texture. And now I just want to expand that versus really seeing it as something foreign or totally um, outside of their their, uh, capabilities to say, wow, I am servicing texture. When I have a client with slightly wavy hair, that is texture. Um, And so I can just push myself further in expanding Uh, the range of texture versus looking at texture as something uh, as a totally new category.
0: Right, right. All right. So misconceptions, like that's pretty broad, right? But um, what would you say are some common misconceptions when it comes to texture hair, texture services, just in general, like in your career, what do you like? And as we're trying to really kind of bridge the gap and really unite everybody to understand texture. What are some things that you hear um, that maybe are funny or that are just common misconceptions about about the world of texture?
1: Well, I think the biggest misconception is definitely when it comes to tighter texture types. Um, because they have so much volume and you see that voluminous silhouette and and what can appear as density, oftentimes it's not strong hair. So the higher mm-hmm. texture types are oftentimes the weaker texture types. So mm-hmm. um, tightness does not equal strength. And in most cases, it's quite the opposite.
0: The opposite, actually. I think one of the things that I would say that I have learned um, on my journey is that I'm a misconception about texture um, is that um, learning to do textured hair is hard. Um, and I think that um, I think that I've learned that it's not necessarily hard. It's just um, opening your mind to a new approach. And I'll give you guys that, that are listening an example that was really like for me. It was – and, peculiar you'll, kind of, you'll laugh probably when you hear this because it, it was the first kind of, like, mind-blowing moment for me when I met you. Um, I pride myself in, in styling and finishing. You know me. I get geeked out about yeah, a really good so blow-dry. Awesome I love that. I love to polish the hair and smooth it out and make it just, like, fluffy, billowy, that perfect blow-dry. And so I – I had written a curriculum about you know what I used to call like the ABCs um, of blow-drying. And it was all based on the not only ABCs meaning fundamentals, but like section A being the root and B being the mid-lengths and C being the ends. And I would teach people that the root always dry before the mid-lengths and then like lastly, the ends. And that's how you would kind of lay down that cuticle and smooth it down as you're doing these blow dries. And then I meet you and you're like, actually we need to, we need to flip that and reverse it. So explain to that, explain to them what, what, um, what you meant when you kind of were like, actually with, with tighter textures of hair, we need to go into the CBA method. So talk about that a little bit.
1: Yes. And so the CBA is, uh, you know, I like to say, earn your way to the roots because Uh oftentimes we run into that tangling or that snagging at the end. And that's where a lot of tension breaking Tension breaking happens on curly and tighter textured hair. And so we think about a hair strand being mostly straight. Well, not and I like to say mostly straight because uh it may appear straight, but it may have a slight bevel. But as it relates mostly straight, the opposite of that is going to be curved. So if we think about the opposite of straight as being curved and curly then we could see how the principles and how we dry it would be different in regards to the management of it.
0: I know I couldn't agree more with everything that you're saying. I love your perspective on everything. Now, what I'm dying to get on this podcast and talk about, because it's just like, it's such a huge um opportunity um I'm trying to like I'm visualizing like this this frontier that's just laying waiting to be like conquered and discovered and it's it's the world of texture education and how our industry can improve education um in this in this category so that all beauty pros are versed in all types of hair including beauty schools brands salons so let's talk about, because I know you and I, you and I have like our own little like secret handshake, secret mission about like, you know, things that we want to do and, and and take care of um yeah, we do. so important to us. <laughs> um, and I love that because you and I are like, we're not, we're not done until this is a uh, mission accomplished. And so I just want to talk to you a little bit about some of the things that you're seeing out there um, that we can, you know, as an industry really improve and show up better than we have in the past in this category. I mean, I'm sure we could take a long time on this, but just start off with a few that you see that are are obvious.
1: Well, um, first and foremost is that, you know, really stopping the marginalization of texture. Um, When we really think about the population, 65 to 70% of the population having textured hair, um, we have to go back to, you know, hair school where Uh, the uh, predominant texture type being taught about is straight hair. So really that is part of the, became the systemic problem in regards to what we ultimately saw in the salons, ultimately saw uh, represented in beauty. And, um, you know, just as professionals, you know, what we're doing now is really changing that narrative and bringing it to the forefront. And so we, we have that awakening of, Hairstylists and 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 salon owners and industry leaders like yourself really calling for uh, putting texture education more central. And I think it's a uh, time that we really put it central because our population and the really demand for people to want to wear their hair in the state in which it grows the state in which it lives uh we really are answering the the call of the people in which we serve and so it's prioritizing it in the education that brings it to the salons that brings it to our guests and it's just a full circle by centering texture um, rightfully so as it truly represents our diverse population
0: yeah, I, I love, and first of all, I love, I love the way you articulate things. So I love, you're so eloquent. Um, and so thoughtful about the words that you choose when we are when you're describing <laughs> you. what we're looking for. Yeah. And I mean that I, it's, it's, it's amazing because, um, it, you say it so clearly and so passionately. And so obviously like, so with such conviction, um, you know, and I agree with everything that you're saying, you know, I think that, um, we have a responsibility at this point right now, you know, I think that, um, you know, even just with what's going on in the world and stuff, it's making people aware that like these are boundaries that have been kind of there that we may not even been aware that we, they were there. And uh, now there's there's work that's already being done. And I'm proud of our industry for for trying and for working right now already to try to make sure that, you know, we're uh, we're uh, trying to, you know, like, uh, you know, amplify black black stylists a little bit mm-hmm. more than before. But a little bit more before than before is not enough, right? That's I wanna make sure that like I'm very clear on that. Like right, we're making right. we're making the right direction, but there are still lots of of you know stylists that are incredibly proficient in in textured um and, and textured hair and in all hair types um that deserve that platform, that deserve that space and that haven't had that kind of opportunity. And so I really see texture education as we're um as we're looking through the lens to the future is something that's going to be uh, much more inclusive and much more celebratory about of the black stylists that have been doing it in those salons where, um, you know, maybe they had training in school that I didn't have, you know, I'm on this journey now because the school I went to uh, didn't provide, you know, uh, I won't even call it robust or, or remotely robust. I just didn't really include hardly anything when it came to um. Texture management and texture texture, you know, hair styling skills and stuff. And so I think it's it starts with us um, celebrating those who are doing it well, and then making sure that we are uh, infiltrating and really getting into those beauty schools, I believe, and helping them understand that it needs to be balanced within the curriculum, you know, uh, to make sure that stylists that leave and and go out into the industry are armed to really, to really, take care of anybody that may sit in their chair. Yeah.
1: Really, really good, Amon. Yeah. I think we definitely are in a space where it's very important to amplify the voices, uh, you know, that have carried and pushed this. And, you know, I was on a consulting call the other day, just the other day, and this Wonderful uh, black artist, editorial stylist. He's been featured in Vogue and so forth. And he shared his experience of how, you know, there was a texture week at his school, his cosmetology school, and he, as a student, was the instructor oh. for that. And so, you know, I think about. I've been asked this, you know, how do I feel about the progress of texture? You know, how do I feel that are we aren't we making progress in texture? And I say, you know it just really speaks to the insanity of the institution that omitted it when we it, there had to be so much deliberation in omitting it because so many people have textured hair and so we really are rec- reckoning with that and now rectifying it and i think that we're making uh progress in rectifying something that was i feel institu- institutionally Uh, deliberate and institutionally wrong. And so that's what the power of being an artist and an educator is that we get to revise history and really make it right. And so it's so so powerful in um, what we're doing right now. And I really just uh, commend what we're doing at Ulta. Stylists like yourself uh you know that really continue to amplify black voices multicultural voices and really push the uh, the texture uh curriculum and its value um in, in in its rightful space
0: well and listen like so grateful that we have you um on our team and that that um I I just I, th- I just I think the universe works in such, you know, interesting ways and I, I remember, you know, we've been working together now it's been at least I think 3 years here and yeah. um, and we have we've we've <laughs> been having this conversation um and kind of and looking and, and and seeing something that needed to be changed, seeing something that needed to be right and and Um, the next thing I want to talk about is just like the, how the conversation about texture has really evolved over just the course of this last year, right? So you and I, and, and, and Nick and, and the pro team, we've been having our, our own conversations about this, but this, this, this year has been a doozy, right? This year has been a doozy and it has for, it has for a lot of, um, for a lot of reasons, you know, made the conversation about texture change for a lot of people um, and so let's talk about that a little bit and talk about how people have changed in just their, their, um, their feeling of need. I feel like, you know, in my opinion, or what I'm seeing is that people out there out there b- before that were, you know, making good money behind the chair and doing this suddenly felt um, a responsibility or maybe even just something that they were like, you know what, I, I never took the time to, you uh, to teach myself or to be in the learner. I've been doing this for a long time and I think it's helping people that have even been in the industry for a long time, go back to being that learner, that listener and realize that like, I, I may have been doing hair for, for 20 years. And I even thought I knew, you know, how to, how to work with textured hair, but what if I just took the opportunity and flipped it and became the learner and let somebody else show me a different way and i feel like that's where i feel like the conversation about texture has really started to to change in the industry this last year is um little by little i'm not saying we're there yet by any means but little by little we're starting to see artists and i'm I'm talking some big artists that are willing to say teach me talk to me like i want to hear i want to learn
1: well that's the beauty of hairdressers is that you know and it's the beauty of beauty. And I, I I say that realistically, you know, sometimes we think about there's life and then there's beauty, but beauty is life and they are reciprocal to each other. And I say this because when we think about uh, social, uh, when we think about social el evolution we that's always a parallel with what's happening in the beauty industry. You know, there has been an unveiling of things and also a, uh, some really unlearning of things. And as we begin to unlearn certain things or unveil certain things socially, people begin to look at wow, this even inf- you know, became a part of my learning or my access to information within as a cosmetologist, and I want to to really hold myself accountable to broaden my skill set. Hey. So that's what you're seeing, is that, that uh, you know, in the space of learning so much cultural information, uh, it really has trickled right on into beauty in a beautiful way to say, wow, there are all of these beautiful people with all of this beautiful texture hair, hey. and why were we so centered on straight? Why was that the ideal, you know, why was that the ideal texture? Why was all of our books and all of the curriculum centered around that? And not only was this not fair to me, I'm going to take this accountability in this moment to own that. And I'm going to be vulnerable enough to receive this inf- information. and really amplify its value. And so that's what we are as hairdressers right now. It's a very uh pivotal space within beauty and it's very parallel to clean beauty. If you if you if you if you if you allow me to say it's very parallel yeah. to clean beauty. We are in a space right now where we want more of the truth. We want more of what is. You know, we want to create beauty from what, by acknowledging what is and not this contortion or conformity. What can I create with what is already beautiful? How can I enhance this beauty? And so that's what we're seeing with texture and clean beauty and beautiful girls with preckle, freckles or beautiful individuals with vitiligo and accepting people for who they are. That begins with accepting hair in all of the beautiful forms in which it presents itself.
0: Yeah. You're reminding me of that diversity shoot that we did almost two years ago. And what just a, what an incredible experience that, to be able to- You are to be an able amazing to...
1: artistic director, but that <laughs> certainly was one that just, I'm like, okay, Amon Carver,
0: I bow, <laughs> you're, I salute. You man, you're so sweet. you the man. You the It was, you know, it, it's a great way to, to, to celebrate inclusivity and to celebrate beauty and all in its unique forms I think that sometimes it can become formulaic you know I think sometimes uh we without meaning to can look for uh stereotypical models even in the realm of uh quote-unquote representation yeah right? you know um and so to be able to to think outside of the box and celebrate what we what we say we stand for at Ulta Beauty, which is that everybody's beautiful. You just come here at Ulta to to bring out those parts of you that you love the most, but to, you know, to be able to cast models that were in the, in non-tradent, they were all beautiful, of course, but in in, in maybe the non-traditional sense when it comes to models that we would right, typically right. pick made for such a special um, uh, experience with that shoot. And it, and it, Reminds me and it's going to kind of flow uh, me into the next thing I wanted to talk to you about is, is um, just how proud I am right now about different ways that Ulta is incorporating, celebrating and educating texture. And one of the things that I know that we've been um, working on doing is this unveiling beauty, unveiling beauty series and making sure that, um, you know, we have um, episodes. About texture, but also that you helped me understand that even in that space, um, texture very much you know can can warrant its own episode. But it should also be always incorporated in through everything. So even in that moment, it's 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 not segregated. It's not separated. It's you know why not have a you know an editorial episode on unveiling beauty and have, you know, a textured haired stylist there or somebody who's really, really textured hair and just, and really have that representation show up there. I wanna know like some of the things in uh, some of the ways that you're seeing Ulta start to incorporate, celebrate and educate about texture, like from your perspective.
1: Well, I'm really excited about um, the curriculum in which we are continuing to build out and really funnel to our district educators that will ultimately be a part of the skill set and ultimate wheelhouse for many of our stylists. And so that's where we are really showing up. And so right now we're we're digging and creating very strong roots and preparing for you all to really see the, the leaves, the beautiful leaves and the flowers of, of that tree. So we're starting, uh, we're starting with the beginning, you know, we, you know, it's a begin with the ending in mind. And so we're really working into our, in the space of our core values and really, really empowering our stylists from within so that they can show up and be that texture specialist or texture expert or texture artist within the stores. Uh, to service our guests and also help them with their product selections and educate them about their hair in general in the Ulta stores.
0: You know, one of the things that I'm really proud of that um, that Ulta is doing, and it's not necessarily industry-focused only, um, and I know that we're here on a podcast to talk to industry professionals, but it's just, it, it's just one of those things that makes me really proud is um, the level of commitment with our diversity inclusion network that we have, where we are actually talking, you know, directly to associates that work with us, um, you know, black stylists, black associates that are working with us and just learning from them um, and letting them tell us what they're feeling like is missing, you know, um, having you part of the team, you know, having people that um, really, uh, really understand and have a background to give us a perspective that that has some kind of uh, uh, relevance to it. And it makes me feel so proud that we've been able to, you know, have regularly scheduled meetings and really just talk about and, and, and make sure that um, not only from an education with textured hair and services, but just as an overall company that we're um, having those conversations that make sure that we're holding ourselves accountable to be indeed diverse and to be indeed inclusive at every opportunity and that we're looking at each other and keeping each other in check and saying, Hey, this is what we stand for at Ulta Beauty. And this is who we are. And so um, you live it and breathe it. And I expect the same, you know, of myself. And uh, it just, it's a cool, it's a cool feeling because it feels like it's, it feels like it's authentic. We're, we're really going for, you know, the best texture education available in the industry, and I have no doubt that we will, we will, we will get there, and we're we're close to it already. I know, um, but it does feel good to be part of an organization at the size and scale that it is that um, recognizes, um, you know, diversity and inclusion as such an important part of our conversation regularly.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, and really awesome, Amon, because, you know, success in life is, you know, it's like algebra. You're always solving for X. And so, you know, in order <laughs> to propel a, a business or industry forward, you really have to have that X. And right now, that X is really those diverse voices, those Black voices, those voices that haven't been heard. They really possess infinite and invaluable information as we begin to move forward in 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 this unprecedented period in this very diverse period that information becomes almost you know it it becomes almost quantum and exponential uh value for an entity in understanding how to service and what the guest needs and you know what what that education looks like and so that really begins with having a safe space to do so so the DNI at Ulta Beauty has certainly allowed for this magic to happen and Agreed. i think that we will you know reap the reward of that to really be in a space where you can show up and tell the truth and that it be respected and, and considered because the truth is what we want. The truth and beauty is what we want. The truth and and really empowering from the inside out is what this company stands
0: for. That's the only way we're going to move forward, and I, I agree with you completely. On a much lighter note, I would like to know, um, in your opinion, I, I like I think. I think I think probably the, the the people that are listening are going to be much more interested in your in your answer to this than mine. Um, but I want to know what you absolutely need in your toolkit to style to style textured hair, and I want to know how long you're going to be able to go on this list to be able to tell them what they absolutely need. <laughs>
1: oh my goodness, what do I absolutely need? Um, a Red Bull and. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And so let's start with some of the basics, right? So let's okay. start with like some things that you've seen things that you've taught me like right now um I never owned um you know the comb attachment on the front of my blow dryer that I cannot live without now. I just absolutely Yeah, you can.
1: definitely need a comb attachment. And it's because as you go in your texture journey you'll understand that. You know what? Wow, I don't always want to the hair or silk the hair out completely, that there's some beauty in having that froth and that volume. And so you'll need a a comb attachment to get through tighter textures that really make it comfortable for them. And to sometimes really keep those micro textures intact that become very, very uh, uh, just a beautiful texture to your finishing Um, you definitely want like the tiniest iron. I have the tiniest irons in the world. You
0: sure Yeah, You do.
1: I, (laughs) I do. I really do. And I have those and I don't use them as much as you think I would use them, but I have them because if I do go in and touch up something, I want it to really, really read as their hair, everything that, um, I do with texture Uh, And like I say, I'm an advocate. I'm a texture advocate. So even if I'm manipulating your texture, I am in some way choosing to celebrate it. So if I need to touch up up a section, then I want that to match what your texture type is. So really tiny iron. So really expand your ranges on your your irons. You're definitely going to need something smaller than a three quarter inch. Um, And you could not um, really have enough accessories. Um, I think that uh, textured hair just does so well with accessorizing. It's always a moment somewhere within that, you know, you find many moments where you can create a feature with a beautiful accessory because the texture does give you so very much. It gives you volume it gives you movement it gives you this billowy silhouette and so you know you pair that with a simple accessory I like to say I like to keep accessories simple but I do have quite a few of them yeah and I will
0: say I will say and I don't mean to cut you off there but I will mm -hmm. say I I have noticed it was my favorite thing to watch. I, I love you. You use irons as like, like as minimally as possible when we are shooting on set. Um, you're always a big advocate for, you know, twist out sets or for utilizing their natural texture to create, you know, maybe something different, but without using necessarily a, a curling iron to just stretch it out or give it that different like smooth. Cause it does, it can read a little bit differently and also, for some of those more fragile hair types right so one of the ones so i noticed that is that you have those small irons but you don't use them a no, whole I lot don't use you them really lot. really don't um one that i will beat you to the punch with on this is i know that um everybody needs to have that pick um and that was oh one my of those goodness. things that I, did I, didn't, get I didn't even pick? yeah <laughs> like that <laughs> that was one of those things that i was like i'm so embarrassed that i don't have a pick but when i wasn't you know doing the same approach, or I didn't have the same approach, um, that I do now after learning a lot from you, I, di- I, I didn't realize just how crucial that tool really is when it comes to working with natural curl and natural texture types that you're trying to increase volume or, or just, you know, um, maintain those, those ends looking nice, but give her that fluffy, you know, mm-hmm. bouncy, yes. ready girl look, you know?
1: Yes, because where the pick stops, that's where you stop.
0: <laughs> so,
1: you know, and thank you for bringing that up. You know, I have a number of things that I use, and I think that um, I use them so frequently, sometimes I forget the value of, of it. But yeah, the pick is definitely a texture essential. Um, And I just feel so very proud that we, uh, as an industry, have moved away from, you know, certain biases. I started... You know, when I started in the industry um, for many years up until recently, you know, I, I was told that a comb attachment and a pick was, were not professional. So can you imagine that? So but here we are today. They are absolute essentials for your success in textured styling. Um, and any curly girl, a natural girl that sees you not having those things would definitely have concerns. So
0: give you that eye. Embrace like, your
1: professional texture tools. And your professional texture tools are the things that set you up for, with success with textured hair. We're redefining not only what texture means in this industry, but we also are re- redefining uh, the value of the tools in which we service it.
0: Yeah, yeah. What is your opinion about... Um so baby hairs right so baby hairs and i know you like I love, we we love the edge art love it love it love grown it, up love hairs it. um is there a is there a brush do you it, can you get it can you accomplish it with a tail comb share with our listeners like when it comes to laying down that hairline and doing that that edge art like you do is there a tool that they need to have in their kit to to make that happen
1: so i prefer a rat tail i have used a brush um, so you know, growing up, we used a, a, a actual toothbrush. You bought, you had one toothbrush for that was your real toothbrush, and the other one was <laughs> for your your edges, and they were hooked up, and everybody loved them. But you know, being able to manipulate all texture types, I find it quite easy to do. With the really really tight rat tail, uh, it really gives you that stretch, and then you have that. Um, You have the, you know, the tail of it to really do those pin curls and swivels and bevels that your eye may see. And they have created some tools. Uh, I think the one, I had a video up recently and I used a brush and it had a flexible tail to it. And it was the baby truss. And I was a little skeptical because I feel like, you know, you can't beat um, an old baby toothbrush or a rat tail but this was actually pretty cool if you really you know get into the aesthetic of your kit but if you don't want to get a specified tool a really really good rat tail will allow you to create we'll do that trick. Most, most edge art and so we have you know we've elevated the term because of course we're professionals we 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 take it to the next level so now baby hair is now edge art, and it really comes, you know, you can do a little bit, little shallow scalloping, or you can do something really bedazzled and super extra. Depends on how you are the super guest. Super
0: extra. I love no it. So extra. Um... Like, I was so
1: extra for BTC. That was that was a mess. That was It extra. was so
0: funny. You couldn't even see. Like, yeah. We well, gave her a um... nose ring. <laughs> So, listen, I want to make sure that, like, so just in the interest of um, making sure that we keep this, because I know we could easily talk about this for so, so long and stuff, but Mm -hmm. those are some good, those are good, like, go-tos for people to make sure that they have in their, in their kit. Like I said, um, when I started it. I know that list could get longer. I know myself as a hair professional, like even before I started on, I feel like now I need to have like two kits because I've just like doubled the amount of things that I need. I mean, we haven't even talked about, you know, with uh, textured hair, um, the opportunities for um, using, you know, hair pieces and hair extensions to just very simply qu- kind of adjust and, and tweak the look for either a shoot or just or for a guest. So mm-hmm. that can be a whole other set of things that you could keep in your kit which we like don't even want to open that can of worms because that could that could take up the whole episode (laughs) yeah we'll get back
1: to that we definitely (laughs) get back to
0: that but i will say i hope that anybody out there that's listening that uh this conversation helps i hope it helps you have this conversation in your salons with your colleagues um would love for you to reach out to Paquila or myself if we can answer anything else uh, for you guys. You guys can follow us on uh, social media uh, at Paquila Riley or at Ammon Carver. Um, we are here for you. Grateful for this time that we've had to be able to to chat with you and just break things down when it comes to uh, to texture. Um, Paquila, how are you feeling about our little combo today?
1: I am feeling pretty awesome it's always great chatting with you it's always exciting talking about texture it's you know one of my first loves and so I I love sharing and talking about it, empowering others in its space.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, on behalf of myself, Ammon Carver, and Miss Keila Riley, we thank you guys so much for joining us today on Access Beauty. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys soon. Be safe.
1: Bye-bye.